Howdy, and welcome to Grind My Metal Gears, a Metal Gear Solid playthrough podcast. I am your host, Austin, joined, as always, by Danny. Oh, sorry, I uh, I didn't see you there. I just got done talking to the president. Found out that the Y2K virus <laughs> was all a cover-up. And then I got pissed on, so... My god, my devices, they're all compromised with... The Patriots super control <laughs> virus, question mark? You can no longer use A, T, C, or G on your keyboard. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's not as bad as my buddy. You <laughs> see, something happened with his stepmom and dad. Oh, no. Anyway, hello. <laughs> did, the, did the Patriots orchestrate the, the cucking of, uh, <laughs> of Otacon's stepdad? Yes, but not for any... Uh, like political motivation they're just a kinky bunch hee <laughs> hee <laughs> um yeah we're back to talk about more metal gear solid 2 uh danny you told me but uh what are what are we talking up through in this 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 podcast we'll be talking up to the uh the snake olga betrayal and gaining mm. access to arsenal gear arsenal gear this whole shell is a metal gear my god yeah uh to to bear it all out there we finished metal gear solid 2 we have mm -hmm. we have tasted the 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 fruit of knowledge uh but that would be simply too much to talk about in one episode so uh for this time we will stop at arsenal gear by the way david hater between MGS1 and MGS2 like smoked a million cigarettes and is more <laughs> gravelly than ever. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It it keeps going to, like every I think every Metal Gear Solid he gets more and oh more gravelly. God. It's amazing. <laughs> um that's that's delightful to hear. Uh cuz it was like holy shit, he's just like growling at Otacon right now. <laughs> that's my reaction to certain certain line deliveries. Um, well, it's been a while for us since we recorded, so Danny, why don't you catch, uh, the audience and also me up to speed with the plot of Metal Gear Solid 2 up to this point? Okay. So, um, after the, uh, tanker incident in which a Metal Gear was stolen by Ocelot and the tanker destroyed, uh, killing a bunch of Marines and specifically, or most importantly for the plot... Um, oh my god, what's his name? I can't, I keep thinking Dwayne Johnson. Um, Scott Dolph? Scott Dolph, yes. Uh, I don't know why I've committed this to memory. It's like <laughs> uh, Kenneth Baker, president of Arms Tech. It's just right. like it's in there now. Right. <laughs> uh, so he he dies, and he's the father of uh, someone named Fortune, who'll come up later, but just put, uh, kind of signposting that. Um, so Ocelot steals the Metal Gear, blames Snake for, and uh Otacon for destroying the tanker and then leaves two years later the tanker which was definitely full of oil is in in its place the big shell is erected to to clean up that oil spill so everything's going fine until uh the president and some other people are on there and Ocelot and you don't know it at that point, but Ocelot and uh, Solidus have taken over the big shell. Um, they are going to uh, set off a nuclear bomb if they don't get $30 billion. So, th uh, so the U.S. government sends in Raiden, a member of Foxhound, who uh, is just a little little guy. And like a, 
like a rookie, uh, similar to how Solid Snake was a kind of a rookie in the first Metal Gear game. So Raiden goes through and is trying to defeat the members of Dead Cell, including Fat Man, who we defeat alongside uh, Peter Stillman, a, a bomb defuel expert, because uh, Fat Man's Rest a bomb. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, he's waiting for me. The the bomb making expert is, is Fat Man. Also, we get help from this guy named Iroquois Pliskin, who... I, I don't know. I've, I've never seen him before, so <laughs> we kind of, you know, greet him. He's part of, like, the Navy or something. So after defeating Fat Man, we, we, we run into someone named Ames, who is a Patriots agent um, and also helped cover up things in uh, the first game. That's something that we find out in the menu books, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the novels in the in the menu. Ames tells us where to find the president and then he dies. No, he doesn't tell us where to find the president. He tells us that Arsenal or that this is all cover up kind of thing and blah 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 blah. blah. We he gets killed because uh Ocelot shows up and spooks him to death as far as we know then. <laughs> and then a cyborg ninja jumps from the ceiling and saves us after we're discovered. And then I th- think we just go over to shell two right that's yeah yeah go over to shell two where we run into solid snake and otacon in a helicopter and then suddenly a harrier shows up or sorry we run into solidus who says hmm you look familiar and then he falls off the because you know he's like i'm solid snake and and Iroquois Pliskin, for some reason, is really upset about that, says, like, no, you're not, and shoots at him, and then he falls off the thing, but he gets cu- he comes up on a, on a Harrier, piloted by someone mysterious I'm, I'm, who could never run across water, and after a fight, they fall down, but are caught by Metal Gear Ray, who is active, because that's one of the things that, you know, it's like the two kind of things that are at play here, uh, after we find out from Ames that there is a Metal Gear here, and theoretically a nuclear bomb but then that's kind of held into flux later uh and then solidus loses an eye and vamp runs across the water because he can Uh, i tricked you and that's where we're at i think nice so much has happened and yet so much still to happen Mm. um okay so i guess we we picked up at the like you know you've just fought the harrier uh, I did a little bit of this in my last play session, but then did the rest of it in this one of you kind of have to like like hug walls and hang off of ledges and stuff to get past kind of like the destroyed uh, section of Shell 2 so you can get to where you're going. And, and what, what, do we, what do we encounter along the way, Danny? Well, I know one thing that you're thinking of, but another thing uh, being <laughs> frustration, but... Um, yes. Because <laughs> I, oh my god, I kept getting discovered and then just lit the fuck up and killed. And I was like, god damn it. After, so after sneaking past a few people looking through windows uh, with very poorly defined sight lines sometimes. I wonder if this is another difficulty thing, because I didn't have any issue. My only frustration is the initial part of this. I kept, like, falling off. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm a bad gamer. <laughs> I didn't have any issue following off, but I would have situations where someone off screen would catch me like mm-hmm. often and i was like i i honest to god because there's like two or three guards patrolling at a time so like one would be fine but the other one would be coming your way there's just this whole thing thankfully my my fury was calmed by uh a man who god damn he just needs to piss and 
did you did you get pissed on did you did you feel it well first off i thought for sure uh this was gonna be uh, a shitting johnny i thought he was about to shit himself mm, mm-hmm. turns out he, j- he just needs to take a leak drain the snake as it were haha ah. um, <laughs> i didn't even realize that until <laughs> i said it um but uh i didn't you know i have no qualms about you know, like getting in front of the the stream of of piss but i didn't know if the game would be like oh haha you got to go around the piss so i like um hopped over the the guardrail and like shimmied over to skirt around the piss in your head kid and raiden's like a germaphobe he's like yeah he's like ooh, gross stinky piss is is that what you did oh i just i know i stood underneath it okay looked up (laughs) i i was curious because in some mgs games i think it starts maybe with mgs3 i don't know if it happens elsewhere if you're doing something or have done something, you can get unique dialogue options. So I know in MGS3, if you are in a cardboard box and you call someone specifically, they'll be like, hey, Snake, um, what, you, what you doing? And you'll be like, I'm finding my inner peace in the box. Mm. So I stood in the piss stream and I called my friends and, and I was hoping that one of them would be like, hey, Ryden, you're covered in piss. Uh, but no one did. No one cared about my my piss baby situation. I also wasn't sure if it'd be one of those things where it's like, oh, you walk through the piss, now you've got piss stink on you, and it's easier for guards to detect oh, you or something mm. like that. But I guess it's just a fun little bit. Everybody loves a good little little piss joke. <laughs> Thanks, Kojima. God bless. I'm actually just imagining like Kojima fucking hated the pissing scene. He wanted it cut, but <laughs> the studio demanded it. He only wanted shitting Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pissing Rando. Uh. Do we get a shitting? Did I miss shitting Johnny earlier in the game? So, so apparently there is a section, I think it might be after the torture thing. Okay. Where if you use the directional mic, you can uh... pick it up on the directional mic. Um, apparently that's also the case in MGS1, not directional mic. But you know the guard who has a cold when we're in the, the prison cell? Mm-hmm. And I'm just one. Apparently, after enough time, he'll start having the shits too. I yeah. didn't have that happen in my game, my my playthrough. But yeah, so apparently, yeah, there's a directional mic thing. I'm trying to remember. Oh no, never mind. I know <laughs> when shitting Johnny's come up in the other games, but I, okay, I remember. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, after either walking through or shimming around some piss, we. <laughs> I guess head for the core of Shell 2, which I was a little bit surprised, like, for this kind of chunk of the gameplay that, like, you really don't go through too much of Shell 2 in the same way you do with Shell 1, which makes sense because it's, like, very firmly in, like, the back half of the game and, like, there's other places to go. Um, But it was just like, oh, there's, like, they set up this, like, oh, there's, like, six struts around each of the, like, Shell cores, uh, but you really don't go into any of them for Shell 2. Well, it's kind of like how with MGS1, there was disc one, disc two. If we imagine this is disc two, uh, it lines yeah. up about right, which is also really funny when you think about like disc one versus disc two of, of MGS2 or MGS1, how it's like, you know, really, really a lot of areas, a big game, and then like four areas in a boss fight in disc two. It's kind of like interesting how they, they split it up that way, but whatever. Metal Gear Rex must just take up half the disc i wonder if that's a thing like if if a, if a really big polygonal yeah. model uh could like affect that but i don't know be interested to know and then yeah now speaking of directional mic stuff we get to overhear a she's like 
I get that they're like, oh, we the directional mic is cool and we can't just use it once. But she's like clearly within like normal earshot of <laughs> Ryden, but you're still using the directional mic to listen in on her. What is what does she have to say about this this whole situation with the president and and being held in shell two? I'm trying to remember the whole conversation. I know that she uh, so they electrify the floors. That's the important gameplay aspect. We have to mm-hmm. turn off the electrical floors, just like. Just like another time we had to destroy. Yeah. And what what did we use the last time? Hmm. <laughs> Was it a, a Nikita? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. If only there were one of these here as well. <laughs> Which I do love that they basically call out like, you know, you remember the Shadow Moses simulation? Oh yeah, I guess I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But what else does Olga say in this conversation? The only thing I have noted down um, from this conversation is she doesn't trust Ocelot. That's that's all I have. Uh, oh, I have Olga doubts Ocelot and then has electrical floors. I think there's discussion about, like, kind of an important thing character-wise that we should probably establish is that um, Olga is the daughter of Sergei, the guy who dies at the beginning of the game. Galukovich. Galukovich. And... Because he dies, she kind of, like, inherits his troops. And it's not like, uh, oh, you know, she doesn't want anything to do with them. Like, no, she does consider them as family. So that's just an important kind of little note to have, like, given what happens later, that it's not like she's just like, oh, whatever happens as long as I'm on top. It's like, no, a lot of her discussions with Ocelot and everything is like, hey, these are my men. You can't, you know, put them at risk and, and stuff like that. So, mm. um, But yeah, so... We've got to deactivate the electrical floor that is safeguarding the president. So we've got to get a Nikita missile launcher so we can self-guide a missile to the uh, control box, which I like that they they show you like a little simulation of what that is going to look like. Uh, and it shows like the president like like running away from the missile, um, which which did happen when I did it for real. But I like that they show you that ahead of time. So it's like. So, you know, like, okay, hey, the president's going to be a nuisance. He's going to walk directly into this missile. Well, so that, that's a, a, a interesting thing for, depending on what difficulty you're on, the president uh-huh. does different things. Oh, that's cool. On, I think, easy and below, he'll, like, get out of the way. On my difficulty, I think he, he like, started running towards the control box, but then slipped and fell. So he kind of, like... <laughs> Kate went out of the way that way. Uh, I think on, I think it said on hard and extreme, or maybe just extreme. Uh, he actually like runs into the the control box. Like you have to really ang- like go fast to uh, beat him, so he doesn't blow up with the box as well. Interesting. And so yeah, we've got to find the Nikita, um, and of course that involves ducky around the corner realizing there's a second floor <laughs> uh, <laughs> a basement floor to go to and be like oh okay i guess it's gonna be there um trying to think i feel like there was something else on this floor before i went down but maybe not i guess there's just like some ammo and stuff you can pick up mm-hmm. but so you go down and you realize the the basement one is flooded as a result from like fat man's bombs so you've got to do some swimming around how do you feel about the swimming segments in this game inoffensive but not something i loved it was just fine yeah i kept on uh because you like you press whichever way the controls are it kept messing me up you i think you like press up on the control stick to go up and press down to go down and i feel like in my brain i wanted it to be the other way around yeah same same um so that kept on throwing me off um it's pretty easy when you you're just swimming with 
Raiden. Um, we'll talk about the, what changes later when you have to swim back through this. But <laughs> I swam through a lot of this segment because it, they, they clearly just want you to like, okay, get the missile launcher, which is in the obvious location, then go back. But then I realized like, oh, but there's like, there's more, to, to, more tunnels to swim through. So I mm -hmm. swam around a bit and found uh, some things early, like Peter Stillman's body. Yeah, same same thing for me. I was like, oh, I found what I needed, but maybe there's like more for me to explore here. Uh, so I went went through and then found dead Peter Stillman, uh, which inspires us to kind of in like a not like an emotionally effective for me. Like I'm not like, oh my god, poor Raiden, but like emotionally effective in like that it kind of demonstrates Raiden's feelings about that whole thing. Uh, he after he discovers the body, he calls Snake, uh, and he says something to the effect of like. You know, it, it feels like he was waiting for me, and mm -hmm. and Snake's like, "Hey, Raiden, get a get a grip." Yeah, but I I really like that they threw that in there that he's not just like, "Oh, it's whatever." It's like, "Oh, this is someone that Raiden you know respected, I guess," and and you know, in the brief time they knew each other, kind of thing. But but yeah, and then I, I got to the end. A... Oh, oh, so get get to the end. There's a level four door, uh, which yes. we don't have the key card for yet. So I don't know if this is another difficulty thing because i know some weapons are in different locations but i also found a pgs1 t while i was exploring which is the tranquilizer version of the sniper rifle i did as well nice i think it was i know i got it i think it was here yeah there are a lot of things where at this section of the game where i was just like picking up equipment uh and being like damn am i ever gonna like need to use this <laughs> mm -hmm. um but which I, I'd have to pull the game back up and look through my inventory to actually see. I tried to use the PGS-1 at a, at a later part where you need to snipe some things, but I was like, this is taking way more time than if I just use the sniper rifle. Uh, I'm just going to kill these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool to like come across Stillman's body. It was like a, nice to, to not have that character just like completely disappear from the game and you just you know go like oh yeah he died whatever like it's cool that you come across his body as kind of like a one last like you know like oh this is this is where he ended up um i don't know i appreciate that uh and then yeah we we go back up um shoot the missile through um you shoot it through like like a hole in the wall and then guide it through like an air duct and there's i didn't realize this until after i talked to the president but there's like um two grates i guess that you could have shot yeah. it through yeah, I shot it through the the higher up one because that was the obvious one to me. I started on the bottom, but then I realized, oh, it literally just it basically connects to the top one. Just takes longer to get there. Mm. Um, and I kept running, almost running out of fuel, so I used the shorter path. Oh, um, gotcha. This was harder than I would have thought it would be because the the time for or time between launching, like you 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 launch the missile. If you don't touch the controller, it will accelerate. And it once you're in the vents, at least for me, it was like really narrow. So like accelerating was really dangerous because you, mm -hmm. if you accelerate at the wrong time, you just fly into a wall. Um, so I had to keep kind of like wiggling my my stick back and forth just to like make it not, you know, ram itself into a wall. I took like fucking ten shots or something like that to do this. Oh wow. I so I I tried it once, forgot that the way the Nikita missile launcher works is that if you don't tap any directional inputs, it'll just accelerate forward. So it immediately just accelerated into the first wall for me. It's like oh shit. <laughs> um, but then once I realized that I I used I don't know if you use the control stick or the D pad, but I used the D pad because I thought I found that easier to like um, 
uh, jostle it just enough left and right to keep it from accelerating, but still like not go into the left and right walls. Um, and I think I got it on my first try once I remembered that it accelerates. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't find it too hard. I also didn't have any trouble with the president um, getting in my way, um, though I thought I would. Because uh, he, he is a nuisance, and he does just like you think he's going to go one direction, and then he goes another direction. But it, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. There's enough like space in there that you can like adjust. Um, but I was also like, well, when I did hit the electrical breaker, um, the president was close enough to it that I was like, is the game going to just like be like, oh, tough luck, he died in the explosion, uh, even oh, though the yeah. missile didn't, didn't hit him. Um, but no, thank, thankfully not. Uh, and then we we get to talk to the president. Tell me the bombshell that the the president drops on us. So the the bombshell is that the president is just a figurehead. He just doesn't have any real power. He was selected by the patriots. The lale lule lo. You're goddamn right. <laughs> the twelve wise men selected him, and he so which is fine for he like he was you know obviously like okay yeah I'll do that whatever um but then he was like hey you know what actually I want the power and so when Solidus took over he tells us that he's been cooperating with him because Solidus wanted to so the president's thought was I want to do this like big show of force like whatever and then have them put me onto the council of the 12 wise men mm -hmm. but solidus wants to just destroy the patriots like that's their big ideological cr clash um and so yeah because the the president wants to be part of this totalitarian regime of the patriots rather than quote global chaos don't read too far into that one kids <laughs> and then uh but as a result the president is like hey you know my my health is going to fail me, to which Raiden says, capped, like you're going to get capped. Mm. But yeah, the big reveal is that the president it wanted to be on the Patriots because they have the true power. Oh, and also, by the way, the big shell is Metal Gear. Yeah, M Metal Gear Ray is just the like mass production Metal Gear built to, to guard the actual Metal Gear, which is Arsenal Gear, which is... I think this the president lays out a lot of this. So the the Patriots are like you know like they're the Illuminati. They they control, uh, they they control just the U.S. government, right? It's not like global. Um, no, I think it's global. Okay, so I guess that they they control all world politics, <laughs> and um, uh, but their fear is that the information age is going to be their undoing because information is so like intangible and created at such a fast rate and like exponentially increasing rate as technology increases that they can't keep up with the control of that information so they build arsenal gear which has like an ai built into it and like a data processing facility basically designed to like um essentially like filter the internet for like they like they filter out data that they don't want getting out there, such as like the identities of who the Patriots are and things like that. Um, and that's that's what Arsenal Gear is. So it's not like a traditional military weapon. It's like a cyber weapon, which I thought was like a really cool twist over the last game, which is like, hey, Metal Gear is like a mobile uh, nuke launching um, tank, basically. Um, 
and this is like, hey, you know what's more dangerous or just as dangerous as nuclear weapons? Uh, information <laughs> and mm -hmm. computers allow for rapid um, uh, dissemination of, of information um, at a rate that is hard for governments to control. And what a fucking called shot from 2001. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> about the information age and like unfettered access to to information and false information and stuff like that. Oh my god, like Kojima, you fucking did it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like reading the writing on the wall. Uh, sure, I don't think sure. like this is the only game saying like these are going to be concerns and problems, but it is just so stark to be like more of this game's idea about like this kind of stuff is not correct, but like parallels our current reality 22 years later than does not um which is is kind of impressive for like a you know, piece of science fiction yeah definitely we also oh so we learn also speaking you said that kind of like uh, that information control center uh they talk about the gw system which mm -hmm. i don't know that they explicitly say it here but they do say that or they you know they don't detail too much about gw here but they do talk about how emma emmerich was working on it mm -hmm. and how Emma Emmerich is a AI neuroscientist. So like you can kind of put two and two together there already, but we also find out that George Sears, AKA Solidus caused the shadow Moses incident alongside of Ocelot. We get that towards the end of MGS one. There's some ambiguity about how involved the president was. Uh, you know, they, he says like, oh, no one knows you're the third child, Solidus or Mr. President <laughs> or whatever. But the but this kind of confirms that this that this was like, oh, no, he was one of the planners. He knew everything that was going to go on kind of thing, including having Jim Houseman, like kind of the, the, the chess pieces all moving. The implication, right, is that like Shadow Moses kind of went exactly how they wanted it to right mm -hmm. like it's not like a, oh he orchestrated it but it let solid snake fooled his plans it's like no they wanted the outcome that we get at the end of the first game which basically leads into this one which is like now all world superpowers have access to metal gear technology mm -hmm. which i love that the patriots aren't like omnipotent like they talk about how like the development of rex and ray and everything are like projects that they do so they still need people to do what they ask kind of thing they still need people to like do research and development it's not just like oh you know we we have this incredibly future technology thing at our disposal that allows us to just automate like make metal gears poof out of thin air Mm -hmm. or anything like that it's it's the they still need people to kind of be their their agents of of their of their plans so because we you could really ride a fine line with that i think of the patriots being this puppet master that is controlling all of the events of both this game and last game uh and also basically getting what they want like they win for the most part in this game or especially in the last game and i guess in this game too we can talk more about that later, but but they're not like, oh, the game was rigged from the start kind of thing. I don't know. It's hard mm -hmm. to describe, but like the the things that they do to get someone to do something is not like mind control. It's like right. blackmail. It's like I have your child or I have your loved one or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. The, the thing with Olga where it's like, you know, like she's 
she's working on behalf of them, but it's not just because, like, oh, they're all powerful and they can just manipulate her by sheer force of will. It's like, no, they put her in a very specific situation where she's beholden to their request, um, which, yeah, I like that. Or, like, you know, like, the, the idea that, like, <clears throat> the Navy building um, Metal Gear Ray, like, is not like a... You know, like, Scott Dolph is not like, all right, order, boys, orders just came in from the Patriots, time to build a new Metal Gear. It's like, they think they're acting independently, but when, in reality, like, things have been set up so that they're doing what the Patriots want them to do. Um, it's very cool, like, uh, shadow kind of manipulation stuff, and not just like, oh, like, the Patriots are all powerful, and everybody knows who they are, and um, people refuse to resist them. So it's cool. And then the president gives us a disc. That's true. Um, Do you remember what's on the disc? Uh, a a, a vi- like a computerized version of the Fox Die virus. <laughs> yes. Again, this is just Shadow Moses. And I think also, based on what happens later, I think it also has like information about the Patriots on it or something like that. Yeah, we we can maybe save that because by the end of the game, Snake tells us what is really on that disc, which is interesting. Uh, but okay. we definitely don't learn that until later. Okay, I could remember when... But yeah, at this point, it's just a virus, um, and we need it to be installed by Emmer Emmerich. Like, she is the one who is going to know where to put it. Yeah. And then the president's like, okay... Oh, also, the president grabs your dick when you walk in and says, you're a man. He does do that. So I wonder what that's about. Was he expecting not a man? Hmm, curious. Wait. <laughs> I don't understand the implication there. Because the pres so the president knows the the Patriots. I think he would be expecting Olga uh, because Olga is also a like he would know that she's also currently a unwilling yeah. Patriots agent. Okay. So I think he because because he is expecting someone to come and kill him because that's we kind of glossed over that. Uh, the president is in full rebellion against the Patriots, not towards an end that he supports anymore. But he's still on the train. Like, he cannot, he's not able, he's not like, oh, you know, Solidus has me, but I'm going to, like, take back the day. He recognizes, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of powerless here. The only thing that you can do to, like, save the world is to shoot me in the fucking head uh, to stop the, the, them from getting the nuclear stuff or, or like, the, the codes that they need kind of thing. Um, so I think he's expecting to be killed by the Patriots. And that's why he's expecting Olga the to to do it. Yeah, it's also like um, because like my understanding is that like he's going along with Solidus until they get him to like uh like initiate the like activation of Arsenal gear, um, mm-hmm. and then at that point Solidus reveals that actually I'm gonna betray you and do my own plans and locks him up, um, and then they're just keeping him alive long enough for like the vital sign check, um to happen uh, as like the the fail safe on the arsenal gear activation and then once that happens he's completely disposable to them so if raiden or whoever kills him now that vital sign check would fail and then they can't activate uh arsenal gear um, right so that's that's why by the end of this conversation he's like trying to get raiden to shoot him basically and Raiden's like oh i don't, I don't know <laughs> but you're the but you're the president like he literally gets this this whole conversation to be like hey being the president's just a figurehead it's really this shadowy organization that controls everything and then by the end of it he's still like but you're the president i can't kill the president <laughs> Raiden's so stupid he raiden literally asks him 
like, and that just, like, because the president's like, I wanted power. And he's like, that justifies acts of terrorism. And the president goes, yes. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's, like, a, a little struggle. And and I I do love, uh, well, I'll, no, I'll, I'll say that in a second. So there's a struggle. Uh, the president's tr- or trying to get you to shoot him in the chest or whatever. Um, but then uh, Ocelot comes in and and blows him the fuck away. Um, so the uh, and then Ocelot's like, okay, so anyway, um, see you later, buddy. Here you can keep the um, uh, the virus, I guess, or whatever. Uh, you know, good luck, carrier boy. And mm-hmm. I love how gullible Raiden is. Raiden's still just like, yeah, I guess I gotta go deliver this virus. Like, there's no, there's nothing ominous about being called carrier boy by someone who's openly hostile to me. Yeah, a couple other things from this conversation. Uh, the I like that they the, the president's talking about Solidus, and this is the first time we get someone being like, he's he's neither solid or liquid. Some something something else, some kind of Solidus snake. <laughs> which was funny to me. I also really popped off at the idea of um, the mass-produced Metal Gear rays. Mm-hmm. Just like them as kind of like the grunt Metal Gear uh, for, for Arsenal gear. Um, we get like a cool like visual of like uh, a bunch of like kind of like, I don't know, like silhouette figures on a map of like a ton of them. And I'm like, that's extremely cool. And then put a pin in that because there's some more <laughs> cool stuff with... <laughs> Uh, mass-produced Metal Gear rays later on, and and I think it's going to be really interesting for us as we go through the series um, to think about. And I like that you signposted this earlier with like the 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 incredibly high potential for damage of information and how the idea of Metal Gears change over time in in these games. How in Metal Gear Solid 1, it is, like, the strongest fucking... And Metal Gear 1. Uh, it's like, oh, this is, like, the weapon to end all weapons. This is the scariest thing that we could possibly deal with. Da-da-da-da-da. Down to, you know, stuff that happens later. Uh, and how people think about... Like, how Metal Gears are represented in these games over time. Kind of, in terms of both difficulty or, like, importance and also ubiquity and everything like that. It's really, it's an interesting arc they go through for this series. Gotcha. I mean, it's already, like, really cool to think about how, like, in both games they represent, like, a very specific, like, fear, anxiety, like, destructive force, but they're wildly different. Like, one is, like, you know, like, nukes, <laughs> uh, nuclear weapons, and then this new one is is something much more like intangible um so it's cool to me that just two games and you can tell kojima is thinking and the other people that making this game are, are thinking about like um what's the scariest weapon that could be wielded against like mass populations um mm-hmm. and in the last game it's like the ability to launch a nuke from anywhere in the world and in this game it's uh having the uh information in your life completely controlled uh, and not being aware of it, um, which is uh, extremely cool science fiction-y stuff. Um, and also just, like, it's kind of shocking that, like, that transformation happens over the course of, like, what, it's, like, five years between these games? Four or five mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. Very cool that, like, that's all it took <laughs> to go from, oh, what's our biggest anxiety? Uh, nuclear weapons. Oh, what's our biggest anxiety? Uh, the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Um, 
Also, I think we kind of glossed over the fact that, like, the president also says that there is, in fact, a nuke on board uh, Arsenal gear, and that I think, like, Raiden's, like, putting two and two together that Solidus is going to launch, still launch the nuke to to create an EMP to, to you know, build outer heaven. Um, and the president's like, oh, I don't know about that, but that's, like, that's what Raiden is, like, assuming. Yeah. And it's, like, a special kind of nuke. It's, like, a... I can't remember what it's like. Some it's like something hydrogen bond, but it's it's like a yeah. It, I don't know. I don't remember what the special thing about it is, but it's it's just a different kind of of thing. So, yep. And then Ocelot shows up and shoots the the fake president, and uh, we get card level four, I guess, before that happens. So we can go mm-hmm. back to where we were before and find uh, Emma. Yeah. What was interesting is I after the cutscene, I tried calling people on my codec to be like, "Hey, the president's dead." I didn't get a response from anyone. There's like no one, but then mm. you walk a few steps out, right? And then uh, uh, you get called by Otacon or Snake. Yeah, I think so. Do you know why that happens? By the way, why you why get called? You... Well, no, why it's only after you leave the room that you can call people. Oh, because uh, the room is like shielded. Yeah, you c- you can't. That's why you can't contact the president. That makes a lot of C- sense. Because I because I did the same thing. I was like, damn, snakes snakes got to hear about this. Let me call him <laughs> up. And then it's like no response. It was like, oh right, they said like, yeah, the president's like blocked off from communications. So you walk mm. out and then you get a call. And then I also spent some time just like calling everybody after that had happened. There's also um, one more thing about the president. Um, as he's dying, he says one last thing to you, which I feel like is like a kind of core thematic statement to what's going on with like snake and raiden uh in this game he says without free will there's no difference between submission and rebellion uh which we don't have to say a lot about right now but we can put a pin in that for the ending of this game but yeah then snake calls you up and i think the first thing i noted is snake knew about arsenal gear (laughs) the whole time and it's another one of those like damn you really weren't briefed at all about this were you huh well, my yeah, my my note is uh, Raiden asks, "Why didn't you tell me about Arsenal gear?" To which uh-huh. Snake says, "You didn't ask." It's like yeah. God bless, man. Like, um, and so I think I don't know if this is said or if I'm just like solidifying it in my brain. Is that Ocelot is was definitely working for the Patriots, right? In killing mm-hmm. the president, that's what the Patriots wanted. Solidus is anti-Patriots. Like he definitely wants to destroy them. Yeah. Uh to like take over for himself so ocelot is double crossing solidus and is using us as a pawn to do so yeah either double crossing completely or at least using him to to like a different end yeah i don't think any character outright says this to you but they all but make it clear like because they're talking about like oh why would ocelot do that if he's working with solidus and it's like oh because he's really working for the patriots and then we also like i think snake is like very explicit about like the tanker mission from the beginning of the game being an elaborate setup to paint snake and Otacon as terrorists um yeah. and also to to steal metal gear Ray from the marines and then set up big shell as a cover like all of that was the plan from the start it's not like oh we're gonna take advantage of this thing that randomly happened it's like no that entire thing was orchestrated by ocelot for the patriots um, yeah. And every, every little outcome of that, the Otacon and Snake being like globally recognized as terrorists, because that's the whole thing is like they get like Ocelot gets photos of them on the tanker and they get painted as like the ones that um, did the the destroying of the tanker and causing the quote unquote oil spill. Um, so thought that was like good to have like a character say like, yeah, no, that's that's what happened. Like we, it was all a setup. It was all a frame. 
um which yeah. is again cool psyopsy sort of shit of like yeah of course this was all orchestrated like it feels like all of these are independent actors and things are happening at random but in reality it's like very carefully orchestrated so that they get these very specific outcomes out of it yeah which is what led to uh hideo kojima describing as what could have been the ending to mgs4 uh where snake and otacon mm. are hung for their crimes you said that to me before and my brain just like like does a stutter stop at snake and otacon are hung <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah they are um that would have been a wild ending um i'll yes. we'll have to we'll have to loop back around when we do get to the end of mgs4 uh, so I can decide if I think that would have been a good ending or like a better ending than the one we get or or how that how that shapes out after playing that game. Very curious. Mm. Um, did you call anybody else on the on the codec after um, talking with the the president? No, because I think I went through like my whole contact. So I was like, everybody's got to got to hear about this. Um, and I still like to just like call stillman up on the, <laughs> the codec and get the no response just to be like damn he really is gone <laughs> um, but um i got more uh, i guess i saved so i got more conversation with rose and they talk about how uh <laughs> this is not gonna play for you but she talks about how basically he's got uh his room is like obi-wan's room at the the jedi temple where it's just like a one by one room and it's bare and empty and he's just got like a single bed and a desk and she's like it's like a prison cell um and she's like upset that he never like uh like stays the night with her like if or if he does like he can't sleep he just stares out the window all night or he'll, he'll go to his room um so more of this like they've got like a weird strained relationship and he's not wanting to open up uh to her about any of that stuff i will say now that i know the ending of the game um i um I guess some of it ended up being true, but I had very different thoughts about where a lot of the stuff with Rose was ultimately going. Okay. Which we'll talk about when we get to. But um, yeah. I like I also like that just like the more you save, the more of this stuff comes out with Rose because there's a world where you don't save at all uh, and you just get none of this, um, which I think would be a little weird. Um, yeah. But so I got that. During the during the conversation with Otacon and, and Snake, we do get more information that like that... Emma Emmerich is an AI scientist. I think this is where we find out specifically. Yeah. Uh, and then also we find out that Emma almost drowned. Yeah, we learned some things about her dad died in a swimming... Like, he, her dad drowned, and she almost drowned too, and Otacon wasn't there to save her, and that fucked her up, and that's that's when they were estranged estranged from one another well also that's that's when because they moved to like emma and her mom moved to right uh england and also like do you know how many like how much older otacon is with uh than uh, emma because even before we meet her we can kind of see oh she's clearly younger than him the way they talked about that like backstory of her like almost drowning it made it because she's like oh i was like six at the time uh, and he was like my big protective brother like it makes it seem like she was six and he was like 20 um but i didn't know if we know the actual like difference in age between the two of them. Um, so from what this says online, uh, she was 18 when she died. Um, so okay. eight, 18 spoiler. She dies. Uh, eight, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. So she was, so this says she was born 1991. Otacon was born 1980. Okay. So 11 years. Yeah. That makes sense. So she, he would have been like 17 and she would have been six. 
Yeah, which is why my my note is uh, Lamau Otacon cranking one out while his dad drowned. I think, it's, I think it's I think he says like I was in my room or something like that. I'm like, oh, oh. damn, he's just fucking cranking it out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, he was he was doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> and also that uh, we learned that emma uh not just like a uh i wrote it down an expert on ai and complex logic but also a hacker mm -hmm. and i don't i think we learned this i learned this from like a separate conversation with otacon but that she I, I guess was like a hacker first and then was like such a good hacker like involved in some very specific like hack on the nsa or something that they hired her that the government was like, oh, you're a good hacker. We want you working for us. Um, which, assumingly, is also like the Patriots being like, hey, we want you to help build this AI for uh, Arsenal gear. Right. I uh, got a good uh, good line with uh, Otacon. I think this was in like a separate codec call than the like forced one you get um, after you talk to the president, uh, where Otacon, it's like, it's like mostly Snake and, or not Snake, uh, Ryden and Otacon talking at this point. And um, uh, he goes, uh, Otacon goes to Raiden, uh, you know, you're, you're a pretty interesting guy, just like uh, um, Snake said, um, you're, a, you're a weak, simple-minded, stubborn fool, um, which is <laughs> fun. And then is, is it the, at this point that we get like a separate codec uh, frequency for Otacon, right? Like that happens at yes, some point? Yes, I think so, yes. Yeah, because I feel like I, I don't think I put this in my notes. There's so, at some, I mean, it might have been around that time where he's talking about like, oh, you're just like uh, Snake said, where like Otacon says something and like Snake is like, you know, I'm on this Kodak channel too. I can hear what you're saying about me, <laughs> which is fun. Also called uh, the Colonel, who's like, you know, like, oh yeah, pretty weird that uh, Ocelot just shot the president, but uh, you better you better do what the president says and take that disc to Arsenal Gear, um, and we get another verbatim the colonel saying like this is this is how the simulation is supposed to go or something like this where it's like more or less saying like <laughs> things are being orchestrated right and you're part you're a pawn in a game uh <laughs> and Raiden's just like whoa <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> like no no thoughts head empty <laughs> but i do like in one of my uh calls to the colonel around this point that Raiden does put together that like hey this is like eerily similar to how shadow moses goes like it's around the time like the colonel's telling him about like oh yeah that virus you have it's just like fox die but in like computerized form and he's like electrical floors nikita missiles fox die this is just like shadow moses but he doesn't he doesn't think further than that he's just like that's strange which to be fair i guess faced with the same amount of information i would not go like i would go like oh they must be like you know, they must have planned their attack based on Shadow Moses because it worked so well. I wouldn't go, hmm, I'm a pawn in a huge, like, global political game or whatever. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why this is the case, but I also, I learned something about what has happened to Raiden for this mission, which is that they completely replaced all the blood in his body before the mission and put his real blood in cold storage so that it can be circulated back into his body when he finishes the mission. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's oh like because of like the nanomachines or, or something, um, nootropics. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the colonel's like, don't worry, your blood's in cold storage and you'll get it back when you return from the mission. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> uh, very strange detail to learn. Mm. And then I think right before... I set off on the mission, someone, I, it might be the colonel or somebody, somebody tells me that like, oh, and by the way, um, to, to get uh, Emma to Arsenal gear, 
you're gonna have to swim through the water with her and uh you know how she almost drowned well she fucking hates the water so good luck with that bud mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like everyone's like yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to problem solve your way out of that one when you get to it don't worry about it yeah i think even ask snake like how do I do? Like, how do I convince her to do it? He's and Snake's just like, I don't know. You just do it. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then we we swim back through the tunnels. Uh, this is when I think you would have normally encountered Peter Stillman. God mm-hmm. damn, rest in peace to American hero. Um, and then who do we find when we open up that level four uh door? Our uh, favorite Romanian bisexual wizard with knives, <laughs> Vamp. That's my favorite uh, King Giz song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I was so happy to see him again. And what d- describe how how we see him when we walk into this this room because it's amazing. Is is he just like cr- crisscross on the water? Yeah, there's like a big pool of water in the center of this room, and like you know, like a square walkway around it and he's just like sitting crisscross applesauce in the middle of it (laughs) with like a knife or something in his hand like basically just like waiting for us it is the most like i am a video game boss and i will sit here until it's time for the player character to enter the room oh yeah people and he says the most like metal shit ever like uh raiden's like i thought you were dead and and vamp's just like hell had no vacancies and it's like oh yeah let's fucking go uh and he's just dancing the entire fight i'm like hell yeah let's go uh how was how was this fight for you it was all right i got him on the second try nice i was um i've been uh, most of this game i've been trying to like just take down guys with like my like uh tranquilizer weapons and stuff like that this was the fight that really like made me go, yeah, fuck it, I'm just gonna kill some dudes. Um, mm. <laughs> like in most of the stealthy sections, I I was still like tranking guys, um, but in in parts like this, I was like, oh right, like I don't know if you picked this up, I forget where. Oh, this was the thing. I was like, I knew there was something I picked up on the first floor of Shell Two where the president is before I went down to the basement to get the Nikita. Um, I got a fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> Oh, I got that earlier. Okay. (laughs) Because that shit is tight and made the fight with Vamp super fucking easy. (laughs) Because Mm. it takes like four or five shots on easy with that thing to um, take him down. So I I did like one round of the fight where I was like just using like my pistol or whatever. And it was taking forever, which meant I got to see like all the different phases of the fight. Um, And if you're going that slow, by the end of it, he's literally just like whip zooming across the room. And it's like very hard to keep track of him um when he gets to real low health but because of the grenade launcher like he never gets to that low of health <laughs> before i just blast him oh. um which made the fight really easy ba- basically but i didn't get to the like last phase or two of the uh the fight he just he just dies or i guess he doesn't die but you know we'll see him again see i was more okay with blasting people during gameplay but on boss fights those ones i did trank rounds oh. with gotcha you wanted the dog tags Mm. Uh, which I guess we'll save that for later. We can talk about. Uh, I looked at because it's in the menu. You can see how many dog tags you get at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, um, the answer may surprise you. But yeah, my my note about the fight and and everything leading up to it is is just this rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's very fun. It reminded me of um, the uh, Ocelot fight from MGS One. But what if Ocelot could also like? bounce off the walls and stuff um, and, <laughs> and, and dive into the water but it's, yeah. it's also cut, like there's a certain point where he is just like chasing you around the square perimeter <laughs> mm-hmm. um which is very much the, the ocelot fight 
It also reminded me a little bit of the liquid fight at the end of MGS1, where, because he would, at least for me, he would, like, run up into you oh, yeah. and then hit you, but it had the same kind of cadence as liquid in MGS1, where he would run up to you, he would then jump over you and then punch you. So it was like a there's like an extra step to throw off your rhythm, mm -hmm. uh, and it was really effective for me. Like I, when he did that, it was hard for me to dodge or hit him because he was all of a sudden way up in your face, and you'd be like, "Aha! I'm gonna aim and shoot," and then he'd always just jump at the last second and then and hit me in the back. I was like, "Ah, oh, damn!" Um, but yeah, I know this was a, a fun fight. Um, I was gonna say one of my favorites. I I remember really liking it when I was a kid too because. Uh, I would have fun with like dangling over the railing while he was underwater uh, and mm. then I would fall in and be like, oh man. But I think there are other fights that I like more than this one. I agree. I think I like the, the hairier more than this one. Mm. I to, I'll have to think about uh, whether or not I like the final the final boss more than this one. I feel like I might, but we'll see. That's what I was going to say is I think I think I like this one more than any of the ones we've done up to this point, but there's some stuff coming up that I really like. Mm. I I have a question, because uh, this yeah. came up. It's, Vamp says something offhandedly, and Ryden doesn't even comment on it. Who is Crazy Ivan? He says something about Crazy Ivan. I'm like, who's Crazy Ivan? Um, apparently, it's uh, Ocelot. Oh, what's what's Ocelot's like real name, or, or is that a spoiler? Um, that is a. It, I'll say this: it's not Ivan. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. But, but given given like well no i was gonna say because people know him by legend because they're like oh the shalashaska or whatever mm. um but no his his name is is uh not not ivan okay very very weird nickname then i also think um i i wrote down purified hydrogen bomb <laughs> in the second oh that's so I guess, a special kind of bomb yeah, yeah 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 and i guess vamp maybe tells you that um he also says um, part of the reason why if you fall in the water, you just instantly die. He says that, like, there's something about the water in that room that it's, like, uh, the buoyancy is all fucked up on it. That if you're, like, not a sexy vampire um, and you fall in, you'll just immediately sink and won't be able to swim back up. Because that's, yeah. like, the, the video game justification of why if you fall in the water, you instantly die. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's, like, nanomachines or, like, a bacteria or something yeah. like that in there. And it's, like, releasing a lot of gas, which makes it so like because it's constantly like bubbling you can't there's like no buoyancy or something like that yeah it's a whole yeah, yeah. it's just a, a video game thing <laughs> don't, don't ask why vamp can swim through it though I, I have no idea how his powers work and honestly i'm okay with that <laughs> he's just he's just a twilight vampire he can just like go real fast and jump real high and well i don't know if the twilight vampires can s swim really well but let's mm. assume for the sake of argument that they do <laughs> Well, and uh, we will we will find out why uh, or about his powers at some point. Mm. So yeah, um, and I guess looking at the order of my notes, I guess bef right before because you know, okay, we defeat Vamp, and then you got to swim through another water section. I think I found the night vision goggles. Um, yes, or not yeah. night vision, the um, thermal. thermal goggles uh, in that section. Okay, I think I found the night vision ones because I found the thermal ones at the beginning of the game. Oh, I also like found the third or the night vision ones way earlier. Um, okay, so which is really interesting in where like how it decides like because if we think about like easy gives you more things and like hard gives you less things or or like puts them in harder or easier places to you know in the game that would mean that they think that like the night vision is a lot 
more important than the thermal, I guess, which for yeah. me, I would think it's kind of the opposite, but yeah. oh well. Um, but I think it, this is, bef- so, you know, he swim through and then we go into like, there's like, it's like a locker room that uh, Emma is hiding in. Um, but I, th- I think before we confront her, we get like, uh, like over the radio or over the intercom, uh, the announcement that um, they've completed final check for Arsenal gear and all um, personnel are, are to board. So the, the final like, um, you know, preparations are being made. Um, and then uh, what's, what's the first thing that, <laughs> that Emma does when we confront her in the locker? It's, you know, some families uh, have a long line of shitting themselves. Mm-hmm. Some line. Some families have a long line of pissing themselves. Yeah. Did I, did Otacon do that when we meet him yep. in MGS One? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh, and so. I will say that, like, shout out to Kojima not doing like a close up like pussy shot of of pit. Like, it wasn't like a sexualized pissing. It was just like, yeah, she just pissing. Yeah. We all. Just and it's pissing. never like commented on. Like, Ryan doesn't go like, ooh, P.U., stinky. or <laughs> he, He's not, like, swimming with her, and it's like, damn, I can smell your piss from over here. Um, <laughs> that would be very funny, though. There's just a trail of yellow behind you. But, um, and did you did you catch who she's voiced by? Yes, I did. Uh, Naomi. Oh, is, wait, I didn't realize Naomi was voiced by Jennifer Hale. <laughs> yes, Naomi is voiced by, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because her, her performance in this one is so much more like oh shit that's just starfire that's that's starfire from teen titans was mm. like my immediate grab of like oh right yeah that's that's jennifer hale there was like one line that i remember hearing that i was like oh that's definitely naomi's voice actor uh, but when she's naomi she's like a much thicker british accent yeah um but i thought that was cool and also like uh, i think um she's do i mean like jennifer hale is like you know in a million things for a reason because she's very good at what she does but she's great in this like uh talking about you know snakes uh voice acting being great in this one but um but she's also like a real standout Mm -hmm. and then yeah we like (laughs) uh we tell her like oh your your brother's here let me patch you through on my my codec um and uh i don't know is there anything notable about this otacon and it's just mostly awkward between otacon and, and emma also yeah. oh i actually i remember the notable thing he the first thing he he leads with is like i can't believe you would be involved with building a metal gear you know our family's mm-hmm. dark history and you still got involved I was like dude you haven't talked to her in like forget how many years they say like 15 years or something yeah some yeah well i guess no she's she's 18 you said so it'd be yeah. 12 years okay um, yeah so it's like you haven't talked to her in 12 years and the first thing you do is you berate her for her career decisions like <laughs> you can get to that later but maybe say like hey how are you doing did you piss mm-hmm. yourself what's going on and then she confirms that yes she did create gw which by the way do we do we learn what gw stands for i was very curious if you could make a called shot for it do you um, want to do it no we do not learn uh, but, okay but eventually we do learn uh well, yes and no. We eventually get more information where we could like okay. put it together. Um, would you like you, a hint, or do you want to find out later? Well, do you want to know the only thing I could think of, uh, which mm. maybe this is too galaxy brain for Kojima, but W is M upside down. So if you rotated GW 180 it degrees, it. it would be Metal Gear. No. Okay. Um, but, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll find out more, uh, uh, in, in four, but, uh, you, you could, 
in theory Is it like giga weapon no no think think of how the patriots golden week how the 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 patriots uh would think about gw what it, what would be important mm. to a patriot that is gw uh george washington uh, you... <laughs> nailed it <laughs> we'll see I, I don't know but um <laughs> i mean <laughs> george washington featured prominently at the end of this game for some reason that's true oh that's extremely funny oh and just just you wait well you want to know what's even funnier is um uh gw I, I I came to George Washington be, while I was about to say uh like George W like George W Bush, <laughs> but, then I, <laughs> but then I said George and I was like, wait, there's another George with a W. Wait a second. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll 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 learn all about all that uh later. Uh, but yeah, nothing else much happens. There, it's more or less like, hey, you got you just guys just got to get over here. And Otacon, I mean, Raiden is like, all right, Emma. I know you're afraid of the water. Here's what we're going to do. Just close your eyes and we're going to like just hold on to me, which I was like, God, fuck, I wish that was me. Uh, and we'll swim over to to the uh, place to, to the back, basically back to where end goal. We want to go back all the way. Um, but then we we stop. We have a little pit stop in the vamp boss fight room. Yeah, like over the course of this section, there's several moments where they kind of pause and you get a lot of dialogue between Emma and uh, Raiden. And we learn such things as the Patriots have suppressed the number of uh, genes in the human genome from public knowledge. We, mm -hmm. we, get, we, we come back to the thing that was prominently discussed in MGS1 about like, hey, did you know the Human Genome Project recently completed uh, its like sequencing of the human genome? Um, and then Emma's like, they they want you to believe that there's I don't know the numbers like thirty thousand genes in the human genome, but really there's a hundred thousand. Um, mm -hmm. They don't want you to know about uh, Big Boss's uh, special viral semen um, or whatever. Well, then she's like, imagine if you had an alphabet, but then they you were like and you were told, but there are only twenty two, mm. and they deleted four letters, and I was like, hmm, four letters. Maybe A T C and G. Mm. <laughs> Makes you think. Um, but I love how fucking unhinged this all sounds. Like if you if like a QAnon person came up to me and started yeah. talking like this, I'd be like, oh, this is just the same. But it's so earnest and like on on the nose in the fiction. Like it's clear Kojima does not actually believe these things are true statements. Like that he's trying to slip into like conspiracy theories or whatever. Mm -hmm. But but like it's you know it's 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 a big conspiracy political thing that uh metal gear solid likes to indulge in uh for better i was gonna say for better or worse but like it's always for the better i think um i yeah. love these conspiracy little things uh how goofy they are how there's 980 trillion hammets and i don't know what that means but i just wrote that down yeah she she says that's like the the processing power of gw I think. Oh, right, right, right. And then we also find out that Y2K covered up for Patriot control because, uh, and I think this is an actual thing, not the Patriot part, but I believe <laughs> that when uh, Y2K was coming around, like, they had to release, like, physical patches to, like, put into your computer to, like, yeah. change it so that the time wouldn't, you know, default or, or you know, wrap back around to zero or negative a billion or whatever the fucking thing was. Right. Um, this just adds the extra layer of 
yeah, when you when they did that, the Patriots like installed a subsystem that you didn't know about, which I love that as like a turn. Like I love that kind of science fiction or like conspiracy political thriller stuff where it's like, yes, this real thing happened, but it was a cover for something yeah. more. Yeah, it's a lot like the human genome thing of like, yeah, the human genome project was a real thing. Y2K was a real thing. But what if there was this extra sci-fi conspiracy layer on top of it? Which which goes to what we were saying earlier about like destructive power. It's like, yeah, the 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 Patriots are controlling in in some way the human genome in the way that we no- understand it, and also they're controlling like like again the flow of information, putting the flow of information on equal footing with our literal genetics in terms of importance. Yeah, uh, which yes, that's that's entirely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, given how you know genetics are passed along, but then so are the memes, the the DNA of the soul, mm. which we'll get into that. Boy, yeah, howdy, I, we'll get into I hear memes. We'll, I hear we'll learn about memes <laughs> in a future. Oh game. yeah. Um, I was gonna say something about the Y two K stuff. Um, well, I guess like another thing to like tap in on the like oh like Arsenal Gill represents like our fear of like the information age and the internet and control of information like part of the like anxiety around y2k and their why there was like actual like conspiracy theories and stuff around that in the real world not this specific one um but was because like by the year like 1999 like so much of like the like infrastructure of society was hooked into computers and the internet that it was like if that all just goes away overnight like what's going to happen to us like, you know, hospitals rely on computers now and banks rely on computers. It's like, is my money going to disappear overnight? Like, will the the water pumps keep working? Because those are now hooked up into computers. Like, you know, again, Kojima is really good uh, at not just, like, being interested in, like, things that are going on in, like, society and, and with developing technologies, but also, like, really good at understanding, like, what's the underlying, like, anxieties here? Like, what are people mm-hmm. afraid of? Uh, when it comes to these new technologies and in like the first one it's like nukes like wouldn't it be terrifying if like if governments or or militaries had the ability to launch a nuke from anywhere in the world um uh and you couldn't stop it uh and this one it's you know like what if like when they fixed y2k that put a backdoor into every computer that allows the government to like control what you do and don't see on the internet um is like a really cool way to look at the Y2K situation and come up with a fake conspiracy that is honestly much more cool and interesting than any of the like real conspiracy theories that people were like uh, spouting at the time about uh, Y2K. Yeah. And, and it's really easy. Oh fuck. Is this game pre or post nine 11? It's post, I think okay. by like a but couple like, months, but yeah, they made okay. it before nine 11. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say this sort of information control, it's something that you can look towards real world events like nine 11, where after nine 11, obviously people were, you know, riled up looking, they're out for blood and based off of bad information, the U S invaded a country and murdered civilians and everything mm-hmm. based off of wrong information. And just imagine that to the nth degree where all information is in some way not the whole picture and just designed to incense you to justify wars or justify whatever authoritarian action that is taken. Um, And I think it's a really interesting, again, just kind of, in this case, coincidence rather than called shot necessarily. Uh, Or I guess it is still a called shot, just like a lot more proximal to 
the post 9-11 atmosphere in the U.S. Um, it, it's yeah. kind of wild how how good of a read that Kojima had uh, on it, not just from the perspective of like, you know, he's not a, he's not in the U.S. This like any observation he might have might be outside of like, you know, a lived experience in the U.S., um, but just like in like the general flow of of societies reacting to this kind of information, Kojima is really really good. Like you said about pinning down not just like the reaction, but like why the reaction is occurring. I guess. Yeah, totally. And then we uh, we we learned that Emma's only friend in the world is her parrot. <laughs> yes. Uh, she she tells us that when she's opening up to Raiden, um, which is cute. And he's like, oh, you mean that? He's like, you mean that thing? <laughs> We also find out that Otacon, this is earlier, I think, Otacon didn't have many friends when he was a kid, mm. uh, though now he has a lover, so, I mean. That's true. He's got Snake. That's all he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we, we backtrack through the, the water level, um, and um, we finally get to, like, do something with these bugs that keep showing up around yeah. the base. Uh-huh. Did you know what to do, or did, um, did you have the thing happen? Uh, that happened to me. Uh, I n- did not know what to do, but I I think I had earlier in the game used the mm-hmm. coolant to get rid of bugs. Okay. So I think I just I didn't like know that was the solution, but I gave it a try of using the coolant, and that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think you can knock her out and drag her into the elevator. Oh, huh. <laughs> so. I was like, all right, how am I going to get rid of these bugs? Well, I've got some C4 on me. <laughs> so why don't I try to blow up these bugs? Um, which um, they do die. And when you, um, if you're in first person, when like you, you can, you can like shoot the bugs too, um, or like, you know, hit them with grenades or whatever. And if you're in first person, when you do that, um, your field of view gets filled with dead bugs. Um, oh, here I can I can send you a uh, screenshot. I'm sure listeners uh, can can look up a uh, uh, a picture of this, but it's very funny. Oh my god, you! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of wild. Um, and then they go they go away. Um, so I'm doing this, and like they keep coming back. Like no matter how many bugs I blow up and fill my face with, they <laughs> they just keep coming back. And so uh, what happens is that cell phone that Mister X uh, gave us earlier starts ringing. Um, and for, it took me a second to figure out like what, where that was coming. I was like, what's that ringing? It's like, oh, right. The cell phone. Um, and you pull up the cell phone, uh, in the like, uh, inventory menu and it like the cell phone pops in front of your, your face and it just reads like, um, use the coolant spray to get rid of the bugs. And so that yeah. was how I, that's how I learned. Oh yeah. I've got that. I've had that the, the cell phone call me or like message me before for other things. I think it did for here as well, but it was after I started spraying them. So I like I already knew oh, what was going okay. on, kind of thing. Did we ever talk about why there's uh the bugs? Um, we we had uh, uh asked about this earlier, and I don't think either of us had a good understanding of why. I had a very galaxy brain um idea that unfortunately did not pan out. Uh, that I will share once we get to the end of the game. Um, but wait, does does the game tell us why there's bugs? Oh no, I don't think so. Okay, because if you want, I can tell you the actual reason there are bugs. Well, let's let's save that because I do okay. want to give you my my galaxy brain gamer please, theory. Please do, because I we'll, we'll talk about this in a future episode. Mm. But I feel like I I called a lot of what was going on in this game 
but not in the way that I thought it was actually happening. But, but we'll mm. we'll get to that. But just to, just to tease that, uh, cursed with the the gift of Apollo or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the meaning <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, and then we um, you know we have to like backtrack around. Like I think at some point, Raiden's like, "How am I going to get her across the the struts or whatever?" And someone like Snake or the Colonel is like, "Oh, you're going to have to take her um, on the oil uh, fence." On the oil fence, yeah. Because that's how Olga gets across. It's it's something like right. um, when Olga's talking to Ocelot, I think. like He's like, oh, how are you going to get back across? The bridge is blown up. And, and she's like, I'm going across the oil fence. So Yeah. Uh, and it's like, a, oh, there's only enough, like, like the, the bridge on the oil fence, like, can only hold the weight of one person. So we've got to, like, yeah, like, basically, like, get into a sniper position and, and take out enemies and drones as, as Emma crosses. How did you do this? I'm curious. For the claymores, I use thermal goggles. Uh-huh. Uh, for the people, I use the tranquilizer uh, dart, unless they got alerted, because then there are a shitload of people, and I shot them with the, the normal sniper rifle. Okay. Uh, I was popping a lot of diazamine or pentazamine, whatever, whichever one it is, to yeah. steady my hands. Um, this was, I didn't like this section, by the way. Put that out there. Okay. Is it... The reason I didn't like it is because it's too long. Yeah. It should have just been going from one strut to another, not like around the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Now, I asked how, how yours went because I don't know if this is another difficulty thing. Um, but at some point before all this kicks off, you, you talk with Snake on the codec. And Snake tells me, he's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm over, uh, I'm perched up over by like strut whatever. Uh, like if you need my help, just codec call me and I'll take out any of the enemies I can see from, from my angle. And so I think I tried it once, just like doing it by myself. And then, like you said, like the guards got alerted and I was like, ah, oh, this is a pain. So I reloaded and this time I called Snake and he's like, all right, Ryan, I got you. And Snake basically does all the work for you if you're on PC. Oh. You could basically just do nothing other than you have to take out the claymores by yourself. So mm -hmm. I did, you know, like put on the thermal goggles and, and shoot those. Um, but yeah, like Snake is like pretty much on it <laughs> with all the other ones. Like I shot some of the enemies, like, cause there's enough of them once they're alerted. Um, but yeah, it just goes on for too long and she takes forever to, to cross, um, or at some point I would like try to find where she's at and like expect her to be further along than she was and be like, where is she? And then I would look back and be like, oh, you're still over there. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of things in these games, like that was my complaint about most of the bosses in MGS one. It's like cool boss fight, but it went on for a little bit too long. Um, this was like, I thought a cool section of the game, especially cause you've got like, and my case snake helping you um with it but it just goes on for a bit too long yeah and um i think this, but i will say this is like the first time i felt that i think yes a same in this game um yeah oh yeah, yeah specifically yeah. uh i agree and then um vamp comes back like comes out of the water and takes emma hostage with a knife and then we've got to shoot him in the head a couple times mm -hmm. uh and then he falls into the water and um I while trying to find uh, gifs and images of Vamp for one of our tweets, did learn that uh, he is in a future game. Um, yes. So he's not not dead, but also I I believed in my boy. I I I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't kill a vampire, or at least <laughs> not with not with not with normal bullets. I don't I don't think uh, uh, Raiden was using silver bullets. He didn't throw a stake through his heart, or I yeah, guess exactly. no, the stake through the heart wouldn't even kill him because. Um... That's that's his origin story. He gets like stabbed through the heart by a crucifix. Oh right, yeah. 
Um, I was very confused because, uh, like, you know, this is when Emma gets like injured, like she's bleeding out, um, mm-hmm. and uh, basically lives long enough to do her plot relevant duty. But I was confused because we don't really see her get stabbed, and I was like, did she even get stabbed or was she shot? Like, what happened? There's a very brief moment where it almost looks like Vamp is just like putting his arm down, but it it doesn't zoom in on it entering her body. But there's like one point uh, where it, it kind of looks like she got stabbed. It, it's I had the same thought where I was like, did she? But like I, I think it, that was supposed to be it, or maybe it's just like as Vamp is falling, he like got I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say for sure. I was half expecting like the the same thing to happen when. Uh, Ocelot shoots the president and it, they kind of make you think like oh did Raiden actually pull the trigger and then mm. zoom out and no it was Ocelot it's like if I get to see Ocelot like pistol sniper <laughs> from one of the other shreds <laughs> uh, but no it, I guess she just got stabbed um, and then yeah they they we uh, she gets rushed to uh, it's like the basement level of shell one where like the control center is that's where um, we found her parrot um, so we rush her there so she can uh, or yeah, Snake rushes her there while we play catch up. Um, although actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we it's interesting that um, it's like Snake's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna take her to the control room and we'll get her to like, you know, basically do the thing with the virus before she dies. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought like, okay, so I'm gonna like have to like cross the uh, oil bridge myself and all of this stuff. But no, the game just kind of cuts and then suddenly Raiden's there. Um, you don't actually have to backtrack to um, Shell One which uh, I thought was um, interesting because both of these games have very much been like when a cutscene ends or starts, like it's, it's where the player was last positioned. Like you have to maneuver yourself to where scenes happen. And this is like the first time where it's like, eh, it wouldn't be that interesting to have you like do all that backtracking. You're, you're where you need to be uh, in between like cutscenes. Right. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, and then yeah, Emma Emma dies, um, but just after like doing, she basically like um, preps the control computer so that all we need to do is put the disk that Raiden has into the computer and it executes the virus. Um, but she dies like right as Raiden kind of walks up, um, and then you know Otacon's real sad and he's he's crying or whatever and. Uh, <laughs> that we learned the biggest bombshell in this entire game bigger than <laughs> the illuminati are real <laughs> well so there's a little bit more before we get to that grand okay. reveal we we do find out that emma is like a brother con like she's very clearly has a crush on oh on yeah because she she tells us this earlier but she's got like glasses that she doesn't need she just wears them because she's she doesn't say like because Otacon, but she's like oh there's there's someone special in my life that I that always wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, then she outright says, and I didn't understand this when I was a kid because I was like, "What do you what?" She says, "Like I want you to see me as a woman, not yeah. like, not as a sister." To which Otacon's like, "Oh, but I can't." Uh, and she also says, "Like please call me Emma." Clearly, yeah. because E E is like the kid the 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 nickname that she had when she was a kid. So yeah. she wants to be seen as like a, a an adult, a woman. To which Otacon just goes, "What's wrong with EE?" <laughs> and uh, she doesn't answer because uh, uh, she, you know, she dies. Which yep. I do like that that Snake is like he's not cold about it, but he is very matter of fact. Mm. Like he's talking to Raiden. He's like, "Hey, you got to hurry. I don't, I don't think she has much longer left." Like he's very pragmatic about the situation. Yeah, 
And yeah, so Otacon is carrying the the parrot out. Uh-huh. Um and well, this is before that, I think, where he says he oh. gives us the reveal. Okay, yeah. It's like like Emma's like like basically dead in his arms and he's like talking oh, right, about yeah. his past with her to to Snake and Ryten <laughs> and reveals that I forget how this information gets real. I'll just I'll just read my notes. <laughs> Bullet point one. Otacon fucked Emma's mom. <laughs> Bullet point two. <laughs> her dad killed himself because Otacon was fucking his wife. Yes. So yeah, Otacon was in a relationship with Emma's mom, which would be his stepmom. His stepmom, uh, and he was a minor during this occurrence. Yeah, he would have been 17, I guess we, <laughs> we learned. Mm. And then their dad found out and killed himself <laughs> because of it. Uh, and that's what happened in the pool is is he didn't like it, the drowning wasn't an accident. He purposefully drowned himself. Yes. And so I guess the, the implication is maybe that like uh, Emma didn't actually like almost drown, but was just like traumatized in a way where she like refuses to swim anymore. And the 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 on the surface justification she gives people is, oh, it's because I almost drowned this one time when my dad died. Oh, no, he he did almost drown her. Oh, the dad tried to drown the, her. The dad, the dad, okay. so the dad was in a wheelchair for reasons we'll understand. Wait, in a, okay. It, you, we we spend a lot of time with uh, Otacon's dad in the prequel games. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll 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 we'll learn all about all of that um, in a way that like makes it really f- interesting to think. Oh, yeah, and this is how he dies: is <laughs> getting okay. cut to death. <laughs> but he's in he is in a wheelchair which i think they might have actually said in this um they like mm. say it offhandedly but okay. uh, he's in a wheelchair uh, like a motorized one and he i believe the how it is revealed here is that he has like emma on his lap oh, and then he sure. like rides it into the into the pool and is like holding on to her to drown both of them as like a like you know i'm going to die and take away my what my wife's daughter as like a revenge kind of thing mm. um but yeah so uh so yeah otacon confirmed bull um <laughs> stepmom fucker uh and boy howdy i can't wait to to talk more about all of otacon's family in future games god because yeah, we don't know had... who otacon's mom is yet but she's that's, important that's true and she's still alive right i won't the... say okay <laughs> i guess we wouldn't have any way of knowing um and then um, this this is when like you know he he gives us that bombshell and everybody's like okay yeah dude whatever, <laughs> um, like, you know no one's really reacting to that information the way I did while playing this game. <laughs> well, and did did you well so the nice thing or so I, I it's kind of ambiguous whether or not Otacon is like telling Raiden Snake what happened or if he's just like saying it mentally or like saying it to Emma's body. I I don't know mm. if he like like looks at Snake. As oh, like, that's true. Oh, and here's the reveal or whatever, but. Otacon is clearly, you know, really fucked up about the situation, you know, not not doing well. And Snake's like, hey, it's okay. Like, we like we need you to be on your A-game. Like, we're gonna get out of this, buddy. Like, I love you. And they have a secret handshake hug. Yeah, it's a little it, bit later, but uh, my notes are just like, well, okay. Before that happens, um, Otacon, like, picks up the parrot, mm-hmm. um, which is like a, you know, like, oh, my sister's parrot. Um, and also it's really, I love this, um, that the parrot, um, because it repeats what it hears, it, it keeps saying how, mm-hmm. 
which means like you know like uh, Emma would have been talking to the parrot about Hal and all that, and Otacon loses it. Like he's like mm-hmm. sad and emotional up to this point, but he fucking loses it when the parrot starts saying Hal, uh, and I lost it too. It was very good. Um, well, and oh, then and also especially he... later when it says Hal, I miss you. Yeah. Uh, and then he also flashes back to, I forgot about this <laughs> until it happened. He flashes back to Sniper Wolf dying. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm always the survivor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, dude. Like, you had like a crush on her. I think she only like barely knew you existed, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they like, they walk off like they're in like a fucking Michael Bay movie. Yep. Um, like Snake, Otacon with the parrot and Raiden, like they're like swagging their hips and like walking straight towards the camera. And I'm like, fuck yes, dudes rock. Let's fucking, let's fucking <laughs> go. Let's blow up this Metal Gear. And then like on their way out, like that's when like, um, uh, uh, I think this is when the parrot says like, you know, how I miss you or whatever. And um, uh, Snake's like, hey, it's going to be all right, buddy. And they do their sick handshake hug. <laughs> and I just have a gigantic let's fucking go in my notes. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a well done scene. Uh, it just it, like from all angles, like it takes you to the highs and it brings you to the lows, but then it takes you right back out again. You're like, yeah, let's fucking do it, man. Yeah, I mean, my favorite part is like the handshake is really cool, but then they like just like come together for a hug at the end, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I love that like you know like du- dudes being emo- openly emotional with each other in media, especially media like this where it's like you know it's about like military guys and espionage and all this stuff and like the fact that like um kojima is both interested in like all that stuff but also like understanding that like these are people with emotions and like they need to be like uh you know like share that emotion openly with each other like it's cool like you don't get this in like a lot of um other games like this um it's cool well yeah and it kind of goes to like I don't know if they've said it explicitly or I know they say it at some point, but like true honesty coming out on the battlefield kind of thing. And like, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, hey, we're like here and we kind of have to bear our entire soul uh, to each other to like really fight man to man free of ideology or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, and in that regard, like sharing emotions is kind of like coupled with like a, you know, with violence. But I think it's kind of interpreted differently here where. It's like cut like it, it, it results in it being more, like you said, kind of like tender and emotional and healthy rather than like repressive and 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 fueling fuel using v- feelings as fuel for violence. This is like feelings as a recovery from violence. Yeah. And I just like I hate when I'm I'm watching or playing something where something like this happens and I'm just like this character just needs a hug. Like this character just needs someone to hug them. And then it doesn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was one of those situations like, Otacon just needs a hug. And then snake is, is there to give it to him. It rolls. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they're like, okay, time to deal with uh, arsenal gear. And um, then the, the arsenal Tengu <laughs> shows up. Uh, Mr. X, who is surprise, surprise, Olga. Trans Mr. X. We're here. This Wait, is what? actually because it's, it's Mrs. X. Oh my God. You're so, you're so right. Wow, <laughs> and then yeah, I, my my I think my last note on this segment is just uh, knocked out by the armpit lady because she <laughs> she <laughs> knocks out uh, Raiden because they're like how how are we gonna get on Arsenal gear if they've already like loaded the ship or whatever and I guess it's like well Olga's gonna pretend to capture Raiden and so that she can take him on the ship and then help him like escape uh, and and do whatever he needs to do on Arsenal gear. 
so she knocks him out. And I like that Snake makes it seem like he is actively betraying Raiden. Yeah. Like, he basically says, like, I said I had to get onto Arsenal gear. I don't much care about you, like, whether or not you do. And yeah. at first you're like, oh, Snake, you're like, you're just being a jerk or whatever, or, like, maybe something else is going on. But it's kind of revealed that, you know, if if um, Ryan is going to be, like, potentially tortured, you want him to also think he's been betrayed. Like, you don't want him to, like, not be afraid, I guess, because mm. he knows that rescue's coming. Like, you, you need him to... yeah act properly um so then when when olga reveals like oh yeah that was a ruse don't worry it, it's it's it makes sense i guess it also just like underscores the like relationship between raiden and snake in this game where like like snake is helping raiden but he's not like you know they're not on equal footing he's not like oh i'm gonna give you all the information i'm gonna tell you what our plans are like it's clearly like snake and otacon have their plans and raiden is just kind of being honestly like being used by them in the same way that like Raiden is being used by, like, the Patriots. Well, and I think also it's kind of Snake teaching Raiden to, like, be like, hey, you, like, he points out, like, you didn't ask, like, you did you weren't yeah. curious enough, you know, you assumed that I was helping you specifically. So he's kind of, like, in his way being like, hey, Raiden, like, <laughs> don't do this <laughs> in the future or people will take advantage of you. Yeah. It, uh, to, to signpost a little bit about my thoughts on where I thought some of this game was going to um it feels like a lot of what how snake is treating raiden is like him testing him mm -hmm. um like proving he can kind of hang with <laughs> with snake and otacon and part of that is like you know like oh i'm not just going to tell you all the information like you've got to like find things out for yourself and and ask the right questions and mm -hmm. think for yourself um but we'll we'll talk more about that uh yeah. and then uh, it asks on. if we want to save our mission data which oh, yeah. i love like rose is like Raiden, are you there? Do you want to save your mission data? And there's like no response, and that's like, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, I'll, I'll record it. <laughs> but yeah, so right now we are uh, on Arsenal gear. Yep. Just not necessarily in the way that we would expect, or in exactly the way one might expect, depending on right. how you look at it. Yeah. Well, in a way that Raiden did not expect. That's true. I that's guess. true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that does it for this extra beefy episode because so much fucking happens in this game <laughs> um what are we going to be talking about for next episode uh so we're going to be talking about uh being be the, the aftermath of our kidnapping uh all the way up until uh the uh arsenal gear crashes into the federal hall uh which might sound like hey there's not like there's only a, a final boss fight after that point. How are you gonna have enough to talk about for a podcast length? Trust me, <laughs> there's enough to talk about that. <laughs> but for next time, uh, we'll be playing through the majority of the rest of the game, uh, specifically up until just before the 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 final boss fight. Yeah, up until we arrive in New York. <laughs> GW. So I'm always calling New York GW. <laughs> <laughs> New York, known for its very famous George Washington statue, apparently. Apparently, yeah. I have no idea what the fuck Federal Hall is, but... Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to dig in. Mm. Um, all right, well, uh, I have been your host, Austin. You can find me on Twitter at Chai underscore squared. You can find the podcast on Twitter at GrindMyMGS. Um, you can find our sister podcast, Under the Kotatsu, where we talk about anime at Under the Kotatsu on Twitter. Uh, we are, I believe when this comes out, currently talking about uh, Bakemonogatari, um, which has been a 
let's say eye-opening <laughs> uh, discovery of of what that show is for me because I was mostly unaware. Yeah, uh, much so like uh, Metal Gear Solid, it's it's a harem genre. That's so true. <laughs> Uh, Danny, where can people find you? You could find me at Cover Me and Sauce on Twitter. Alrighty. Well, until next time, maybe uh, don't cuck your <laughs> your stepdad with or your 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 real dad with your stepmom. Yeah, <laughs> but you you can cuck your real dad, or you can cuck your stepmom with your real dad. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. You just. <laughs> oh my think god! Could you imagine if if Otacon was like, I fucked my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, well, we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>